I'm from a place where old schools are common. Yep. Gotta explain every time I'm rhyming. I be. I be on day rolling in my whip. Got my sipping cup right up the Uh huh. Hey. I keep two pretty women by my side. I'm cooler than the polar bears. And I say. Cleveland is that. Cleveland is the. Cleveland is the reason. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 123 of All In with Kevin. I'm your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to talk a little Jets and their recent transactions. Um. And what I think of their wide receiver spot going forward. Um, Lamar Jackson's trade demand. And a little bit of Yankees. Um, I guess I'll start with Lamar. Um, So apparently Lamar, not apparently, he tweeted this morning. This is being recorded on Monday, March 27th. Yeah, March 27th. Um, That he had demanded a trade from the Ravens on March 3rd. Third, I want to say it was, or March second, whatever it was, early in the month. Um, and I, I, I don't think this changes anything. Like we, we know, we knew, or we know that the Ravens and Lamar have had a, a long-standing contract stare down. Now we don't know exactly what Lamar wants because Lamar hasn't said it, and Lamar is his own agent, which is another thing that will be that I'll talk about a little bit. But listen. We don't know what he exactly he wants, but we do know him and the Ravens don't agree, and we know that him and the Ravens have not agreed for a long-ass time now. So, he's been a free agent for, like, a, what, a month? I think the, uh, the, league, the league year started a month ago. He's been technically a free agent. Obviously, you know, um, uh, they, they gave him the non-exclusive tag so he could talk to other, uh, talk to other teams and all that, and... We've had a lot of teams come out and say they're not interested through back channels, whatever, leak it. And we haven't had a whole lot of action given the fact that the quarterback is this good. Now, that's led a lot of people to say that this is collusion, which I can't necessarily argue with because we look at what Lamar has accomplished and we look at how good he is. He's like top seven at worst, basically, in the NFL, like. Yeah, it's easy to point and say, oh, the lack of interest is clear collusion across the league because they don't want to give him what he wants. And to some to some degree, I don't even necessarily disagree because I, I cannot see a spot where, granted, it would never get here, but let, 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 let's pretend for a minute that Mike Brown is cheap enough to, 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 to have a stare down with Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow is in the same exact, in the same exact situation... We know good and well that teams aren't coming out immediately saying, well, we're not interested to stand the third. So it ain't exactly wild to say, yeah, there's something going on here. Now, I do think that there's a lot of different moving parts here, like the fact that Lamar doesn't have an agent. And as much as I respect what Lamar is doing, as far as not having an agent and all of that, it does hurt when it comes to like public perception as far as contract negotiations go trying to get your message across like that that's what agents are there for more than anything else it ain't just about the money it ain't just about what they can negotiate for you but also like again he signed a non-exclusive franchise tag that means you have to give up two first if you find an agreement you like with Lamar you then have to give up multiple first for him you know basically with the permission of the Ravens and 
I think that that is kind of being undersold here when we when we talk about this stuff. Because while, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like the other stuff isn't a factor. Because as I said before, I don't think Joe Burrow is going through this. So like Justin Herbert, I don't think he's going through this. But the tag being what it is, de-incentivizes you to actually go out there and offer Lamar a contract if, if the Ravens can go, to, go out there and, just sign, um, and match it. You know, so it, it's... They don't want to do the Ravens' dirty work for them. Where they, they haven't been able to figure out Lamar's contract this entire time. I think a big part of the reason that Lamar is sitting out here and there's no public interest from other teams is they don't want to do the Ravens' work for them. Th- that That's all there is to it to me. Yes, the other stuff is the other stuff. It exists. And is there a, yeah, we're, we're not trying to make that Deshaun Watson contract the norm? Of course. Of course that's an undercurrent here. I'm not trying to argue that at all. And the, the Ravens signing him to the non-exclusive tag it was basically daring him. Like, hey, if you don't feel like we can do this, if you don't feel like, um, if you feel like you can get this, we, we, we would like you to go try and then come back to us and we'll see what happens. I mean, it. I, I, the, the situation are very, very different. But it reminds me of when Derek Jeter was negotiating his last contract with the Yankees. I want to say this was after 20, 20, 2009, I want to say. I think it was. Either or nine or 10. Um, and they offered him three for 36. And there was a, it was a contentious negotiation. At one point, Jeter asked, like, who would you rather have? And Cashman was like, you sure you want to ask me that, basically? At least per Jeter's doc. Um, and then he, Cashman was like, hey, listen, we're not, we're not budging from this. You can, go, you, can, you can go out there and shop it and see if somebody's willing to beat it. And nobody beat it, and Jeter ended up being a Yankee. Now, obviously, very, very different situation here. But yeah, part of the reason you sign somebody to a non-exclusive tag is you don't think that the you you think the market's going to work out for you. Whether it's somebody signs him to a deal that you like, or he's not going to find what he likes on the on the market, and thus that you would think helps you, but. Obviously, like, the Ravens need Lamar more than Lamar needs the Ravens. L- Lamar seems like a, a person of principle. He's already very, very rich. He could sit out a year. Would I suggest it for his football career? Probably not. Like, we saw how the nasty man looked when he came back last year. It wasn't great, right? But he can. Like, the Ravens have Tyler Huntley as their backup. And they don't have a high draft pick. So... I- where are they getting another quarterback? So they they don't have a whole lot of leverage here now. I don't know how the situation ends. To me, the, the 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 likely money is he stays in Baltimore. That's the likeliest outcome, and nothing really. the The trade demand doesn't trade any, um, doesn't change anything for me personally. I don't think it changed anything. We knew he we knew him in Baltimore were at were at odds. We knew he was a free agent. We knew he was talking to other teams or trying to talk to other teams, however we want, however we want to put that. And now, I guess we just have it on paper. It's official. I don't think anything changes. I would bet on him returning to Baltimore, unless he just says, unless he lights the ground on fire and lights lights and burns the motherfucker down. I don't see him leaving Baltimore. And qu- quite frankly, given. Given the type of quarterback play that we've seen league wide, and given the type of teams that need quarterbacks, it's really amazing to me that we—he was a free agent, and within 
no more than like 30 minutes. There were four or five teams. Like, we're not, no, we're not interested. We're not interested. And then you had the bootleg or something. Oh, well, how are you going to look your quarterback in the face after trying to pursue Lamar Jackson? What? After trying to pursue a former MVP and 26-year-old former All-Pro? Him? Uh, how, however, are we going to look Desmond Ritter in the face and say, we tried to get Lamar Jackson? However, are we going to look Sam Howell in the face and say, we tried to get Lamar Jackson? Um, at the time that th- these things were being said, the Panthers didn't even have a quarterback. So how how are we supposed to look P.J. Walker in the face and um, and say, hey, we're preserving another quarterback? Like, unless you're like the Bears. I can understand if the Bears were to pursue Lamar, how that would look to Justin Fields. It, it, because Justin Fields might have a long, successful career. Sam Howell's proven nothing to anybody. Desmond Ritter's proven nothing to anybody. I don't even know who the fuck the Colts quarterbacks are. Who cares? Listen, that 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 was so disingenuous. But I, listen, I think the man stays in Baltimore. Um, and for those saying that the 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 Jets should should go get Lamar, listen. Under normal circumstances, I one hundred percent agree with you. If this was a situation where the Ravens were looking to trade him and he was looking to be traded, I would one hundred percent agree with you. Listen, there there is a chance, especially given how weird Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is in general, there is a chance you fuck around, you say, hey, you know, we're going to go try and get Lamar Jackson. And then you don't get Lamar, then Aaron's like, oh, fuck you. You don't want me. I don't want you either. So I get it. Lamar's 26. You have him for way longer, and he's arguably a better quarterback at the moment than Aaron Rodgers is anyway. I understand all of that. It's just not realistic. Get that out of your head. The Jets are not pursuing Lamar Jackson. The, the Jets and Packers are in a stare down, which leads me to talk about the Jets at the moment. The Jets and Lamar, um, excuse me, the Jets are, and, and the Packers are in a stare down, and it's it screams. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Jets fan. I, Lord knows I will criticize them when it's necessary, or call them bozos when it's necessary. But it screams like the Packers are trying to fucking save face. And this is what's taking the damn process so long. Because there's there's no way that you guys have been talking about this since after the Super Bowl. And it's damn near April, and we still need to be talking about this. Why? What is there to speak about? You, you don't have an idea what you want already? Like, you don't have an idea. As far as the contract being restructured, I'm pretty sure they have a, an idea of that too. So what exactly are we doing here besides trying to save face? Listen, we, we've had the leverage discussion beaten to a bloody death the last, whatever, month. Because, because, oh, who has the leverage in the Jets? I don't think either side has a whole lot of leverage, personally. And this whole, well, the Packers could just force him to retire. Like, why would they do that, though? Like, the alter- listen, when it comes down to it for the Packers, it, it, it's not, this This is a one-man bidding, okay? So, yes, obviously you pay for the value, whatever, I don't know what, what they end up landing on, but it's a one-man bidding service for Aaron Rodgers. It's a one-man bidding for Aaron Rodgers' services. It's either they trade him to the Jets or they get nothing. It's quite literally one of those two things. How could how could they have this much leverage and they have the Jets over a barrel when the Jets are the only person left on the dance floor? How? The Jets are the only the only team bidding. When you ha- when you're selling something and there's one person willing to buy it, you don't have a lot of leverage. That is not how this works. It's not. It's not how it works. You have one buyer, 
and you have a deadline by which buying makes the most sense and it will and it'll it'll either cost you more or whatever it is the further you go along because if, if 2024 draft picks are the holdout here and you end up you know kicking the can down the road past the draft chances are you're getting worse draft picks like unless you, you you then kick the can into 2025 and 2026 when Rodgers might be retired which sure that makes some sense right but I mean, the, 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 oh, what alternatives do the Jets have? Listen, I'm fairly certain if the, if Aaron Rodgers were to come out here and retire tomorrow, the Jets could go get Kirk Cousins and be done with it. Like I'm fairly positive of this. Is that exciting? Fuck no. Is that as good as Aaron Rodgers? Also, fuck no. Um, like is it is it a tough sell to an, or to a fan base going from Rodgers to Cousins? I would say yes, typically, but. One, this fan base watched Zach Wilson for two years. Two, and more importantly, this fan base is starving. Starving. To the point where they they, they, they made a, a hero out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. They are fucking starving. They're starving. So I don't... It would have just been, hey man, they were tripping. Or Rodgers retired, he was tripping. Whatever it is, and then go get Kirk Cousins, go get Ryan Tannehill, whoever, whatever the fuck mid-tier... You know, slight dead end quarterback who who whose former team don't want him, and keep it pushing. Like I think it's it, it's not a super it's not super hard it's, it's not it it's not a hard um, alternative to find like Stafford if he's healthy I don't that seems to be a massive if I don't know what the health problems are but apparently that's a massive if he I think he he has a neck problem if I'm not mistaken whatever it is. The Jets do have alternatives here, whereas the Packers really don't. Oh, well, the Packers have their quarterback. That has nothing to do with the situation. Nothing to do with it. Because, again, it's either you get something now or you get nothing, period. Because Aaron Rodgers told you who he was going to play for. If Rodgers comes out tomorrow and says he's interested in the Colts for some reason, and he would also accept a trade to the Colts, they were having a whole different discussion because now you have multiple people on the dance floor. You have multiple people. You have multiple people all up in the dancery, if that's the case. But until then, it's either trade to the Jets or get nothing. So how how we've landed on the Packers have the Jets over a barrel is beyond me. And this is not even me saying the Jets have a ton of leverage because they don't. Like I think both sides have. Damn near, and not equal, because obviously the Jets have more to gain than the Packers have to lose, because they don't want him. Understood, but like I think we're at a we're at a spot where both teams have health a healthy amount of incentive to just get this over with. The Packers don't want him. That's why we're here. The Packers kicked him out the door. That's why we're here. The Packers are moving on with Jordan Love. That's why we're here. So, and again the. The you hold out the longer you hold out, the more likely it is you get nothing. And if you get nothing, then what would we be doing the whole time? Like, you're gonna look your fan base in the face. And granted, fans and front offices are not the same because I've, I've read a million times like, dude, they could just let him rot and get nothing. And I'm just like, you guys are insane. Why would they, why would they fuck themselves just to spite Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, he's weird and all that. I get it. He says a lot of off putting things. I get that too. But the fact of the matter is he might be the best player in your franchise history. He, at worst, is like top five, at worst, probably top three, at worst. So you're you're trying to spite a franchise icon, make yourself look like shit in the process, and then get nothing. 
What would be the point of that? What would that accomplish? You now you've gotten nothing. Okay, so you, that, that that those are two opportunities. Granted, the, the Packers run themselves like morons, but that's two opportunities, three opportunities maybe that you could use to to get Jordan help, Jordan Love some help. And you forfeit you, you you just forfeited that what to to stick it to rot. Why? Listen, it, the, the the Jets can the Jets can't afford to uh, to do this, but the Packers can afford to get nothing. How could they afford to get nothing? Is the question. If they get nothing, they've done themselves a great disservice. And to do what? To to fuck Aaron Rodgers? Why? If you didn't want him, you started this process. If Rodgers demanded a trade, I would still be saying a lot of the same things. But at least the whole, you know, you could stick it to him shit would have somewhere to land. Like, it would land to a degree. The Packers wanted him out. So if you wanted him out and you're operating like you want him out and you're willing to transition to the next guy who you drafted three years ago, holding him and getting nothing for him would be preposterous. It would be absolutely absurd to do that. They don't have a choice here. They are going to trade him to the Jets. And as I said on the wonderful Trill Withers show on, on YouTube, you know, check them out, uh, Underdog Fantasy, um, they're going to bend the knee. At some point, they can kick the can down the road and bend the knee later, but they're going to end up bending the knee. And I'm going to have my moment in the sun, and I'm going ha- to have my enjoyment over it. Because they're going to bend the knee. Because, again, what is what are their choices here? They don't have another person to trade. They don't have another team to trade them to. So what are the choices? And speaking of choices, the Yankees made one um, yesterday, the 26th. They, uh, Anthony Volpe apparently made the Major League Ball Club. Congratulations to him. Like, obviously, I don't know how much, I don't know what the Yankees weigh as far as their decisions. I would, I would assume that spring training stats aren't near the top of the list, but the stats said what they said. Uh, he was receiving rave reviews in the clubhouse, you know, from veteran leaders like Aaron Judge and so on and so forth. So, congratulations to him. That's a big deal. They said it was an open competition, and you, we we know how professional sports teams can be with that. But it, the Yankees held true to form. He played the best, and he won the job. And and it it, it it's a reason to be excited. Like watching Oswald play shortstop instead of you know the guy who was playing it last year. I, I forget his name. You, you know his name. Um. It, 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 it's a source of excitement. Like he's a top prospect. He has a he has a he has a really statistically friendly kind of game offensively. Like he's going to hit for some power. Like the average is going to be okay. At least it projects to be okay. He's going to steal some bases. And he 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 earns rave reviews for the, for the type of work the type of worker he is, the type of leader he is. Blah 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 blah. It, it's a good day, and it it it's some something to. Bring excitement to really what's the same team um, down a couple of pitchers from last year. I'm not going to say the team is stale because they still have some fun pieces, but I mean, it kind of is, right? Like Judge is there, he's great. Stanton's there, he's he, he's great. He had a down year last year, but he's great. Rizzo's cool, like Lemayu's cool, but a lot of these dudes are boring. Call it what it is. Um, the team itself, like they they're not necessarily boring with how they play or whatever. But Anthony Volpe brings a fresh face. 
and I, for one, am excited to see it. And we'll see how it goes. Um, I hope he's not getting booed by by April 15th because you know how Yankee fans are, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm happy he's here. I'm happy he's on the team. I hope he does well. And as they said in the video where they where they announced it to him, I think your your next step your next steps in development should happen at the major league baseball level. And I, I happen to agree with them. I, I I agree I agree with them, and I am happy they made that choice. If so, bump somebody. I, all right, thanks. I right, love you, man. Bye. I got my MTV out. Savage! I'm a savage! Oh! I'm a savage! Whatever I want, I'm going to get. What's next? What's next? I gotta get it. I'm not gonna stay fucking down. I'm not gonna stay fucking lying down. I'm not. I can't do that, man. I can't do that. What's next? Give me something else. What can't you do? I can do it. I can do anything. What that means for Peraza, he's probably gonna be on the AAA rosters to start the year. Um, I, I would guess him and Anthony Volpe is probably the long-term middle infield of the, of the future. Um... But if, who knows, man. Maybe he ends up playing second base. Maybe Volpe ends up playing second base. I don't fucking know what ends up happening. Oh, I, I figure that Peraza is not making the opening day roster because Glaber's there and Glaber's going to play every day and Glaber can only play second base. So, you know, it is what it is on that front. Um, eventually, they will both be Yankees and they'll both be starting, I'm assuming, anyway, right? So, just got to wait a little bit on that, but... All I'm asking for the Yankees, I expect them to be their garden variety good team. I expect them to win the AL East or come close to it. Can y'all just trade IKF, man, please? Like $6 million for a guy who doesn't hit well, has no power, can't take a walk, and is a bad defensive player. Well, at short anyway. We'll see what he does elsewhere. Like $6 million from the cost-conscious allegedly, New York Yankees, budget-conscious New York Yankees, for a utility player who can't do any of the utility shit is just outrageous. And I wish they would stop. And I wish they would just trade the man away, please. And the, the manager is obsessed with him. Like, if Volpe come up and his goal, goals are one for 20, don't be surprised if I can't sit there playing short the next three days. Don't be surprised. Um, the Yankees can fix this by just trading him. But that's too much to ask because they're in bed with the guy. Anywho, I'm out of here on that note. I'd like to implore you to listen to Middle Initial Podcast with myself, Andrew L. Case, and Drew A. Jackson as we discuss current sports topics, pop culture topics, Twitter, whatever. We discuss a lot of things. Um, and also, tune in to Underdog Fantasy um, on, on YouTube. They do a lot of great work. I should be back with them doing a baseball show, hopefully. Um but they do a lot of great work for whatever you want. You know, football, basketball, fantasy, whatever it is that you're into sports-wise, Underdog has you covered. Tune in for that. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's it for me. And I will see you when I see you.